0: Brush up your Shakespeare Stop quoting him now Brush up your Shakespeare And the women you will wow Just to claim a few lines from Othello And i will think you're a heck of a fella If your blonde won't respond when you flatter her Tell her what pony told po Cleo Patterer? And if still to be shocked, she pretends well. Just remind her that all's well that ends well. Brush up your Shakespeare.
1: Kia ora and welcome back to Focus on Arts on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. You're with Tanya and Kerit's back again. Carrot of all trades, man. Last time I saw her, she was flying around smiling like a mad thing at Big Mac Slabs as part of the carpety Arts Trail. And it was great to see you in your element, I must just Aww, say, thanks. and see some of your art because you're always talking about other artists but to see your art and take my mum along to see your art and meet you as well as Karen from Dashford Glass mm-hmm. and Jojo from Jojo Ceramics and all the other artists but yeah welcome back to the studio. Oh
2: thanks Tanya it's always lovely to see you and it was so lovely to meet your mum.
1: Oh she's such a skinny thing isn't she? Oh,
2: but she's just so charming. Yeah she yes. is and
1: she thought you were just gorgeous she said Aww, that bless. woman's got beautiful eyes and I said Aww. well you can't see the rest of her face she's wearing a mask but not today <laughs> and you She's in the studio Coast Access Radio with Michelle Loveye from Odyssey Books. G'day Michelle. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. So I'm gonna turn myself off and let Kira talk to you and we can find out all about Odyssey Books and how you guys know each other and what you do there.
2: Sounds great. Cool. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Michelle. It's My very pleasure. cool to have a chance of interviewing you for a change. So um You have done quite a lot in the publishing industry. Uh, For about seven years, you've worked in magazines, one of the most notable being Lipt Magazine, uh, which is a magazine for intelligent young women trying to do something a little bit different in the women's industry. Very cool stuff. You've worked with Defence Force and government on publishing manuals. uh, And you've also, in 2009, funded Odyssey Books. And as part of that, you have Odyssey Publishing, which supports self-publishing authors with editing, design, web service, among other things. And with Odyssey Books, you also have two additional imprints under the same banner.
3: Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Um, it's it's nice to diversify, though. I think that, you know, there's there's so much different... So many different types of publishing and so much space that we can work within that it's there's no one-size-fits-all approach anymore. You've really got to kind of find the best approach for yourself, whether you're wanting to self-publish or whether you're wanting to team up with a a publisher. So there's lots of learning curves. There's lots of opportunities. And um, being able to share that with so many people is just Mm. something that gives me a lot of joy. So I kind of spread myself out quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good way to go. Where did this love of publishing and editing actually start for you? Um, Probably when I was quite young. I was a voracious reader. I learnt to read much younger than most of my peers. Um, And it just gave me a love of stories. So it was kind of a natural fit when I was sort of deciding what kind of career path I wanted to take that um, I would inevitably fall into something to do with words and writing and and telling stories. Mm. And helping other
2: people tell their stories and get their stories out into Absolutely. the world. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, did there was there an aha moment that suddenly went, you know, what? Like, I really need to just have my own publishing company, or did it just sort of slowly eventuate? How did you start with Odyssey Books?
3: It was a, a slow um, process. I was doing, I was volunteering with the lit magazine, so it was a very much grassroots bootstrapped because it's a not-for-profit organisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I came on board there as a marketing type person that's definitely not my skill set but I thought it was a good opportunity just to get my foot in the door and try something different um because where I was living um there was no such opportunities everything was in Sydney or Melbourne mm. um nothing in Canberra where I was living so I thought, oh, I'll try it out, you know, and see where this path takes me. And I really loved it. I really enjoyed the process of mm. working with young people and, you know, getting their stories out and, and choosing artwork and, and working with designers and everything. Um, so during that time, I, quite learned, I learned quite a lot about the publishing industry and the processes and taking existing mm. skills that I already had from my comms qualifications and from my government work that I was doing. Um, I started consulting quite a lot on self-publishing Mm. Um, Because we were using the same platforms for the magazine as what many people use for self-publishing their books. Mm. So after mm, maybe a year or two of that, I decided, you know, I can really open this up a bit further Mm. and start my own imprint. And that's where Odyssey started. (laughs) So that must have been um, quite a challenge to suddenly
2: start from, from an imprint. I mean, working for a magazine is quite different from suddenly running a publishing company and publishing books and working out how does this, you know, how, how do I reach my target audience? How do I sell this? How do I navigate? Because there's a lot in ins and outs. I think a lot of people think that publishing is quite sort of straightforward. You get a book, you edit it, you send it away, and then it's, you know, available. But it's not. It's a much bigger picture than that, isn't it? Yeah, there's
3: a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. I never thought I'd need to learn about things like metadata. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a headache. Yeah, at times, isn't yeah. It? yeah. Um, you know, distribution and logistics—getting mm. um, books from the printer to the distribution warehouse to the bookstores and all the little people that uh, all the people that are in that chain and all the processes that make all that happen. Um, you know, it's not a case of just walking into a bookstore and say, "Hey, will you put my book on the shelf?" Mm. There's a lot more. If only. I Wouldn't know. that be great? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's. There's a, there's a lot of things that you need to do to make that actually happen, mm-hmm. um, in terms of developing relationships, understanding systems, mm-hmm. um, and and having a, a you know having a distribution process in place that works with the stores because mm-hmm. you know they don't want to be dealing with lots of one offs. Mm-hmm. Makes it really hard, and it is so competitive. There's lots of people. You you talk to any bookstore owner, and they'll be like, yeah, we get you know several people in a week, mm-hmm. you know, asking for this. So. I mean, that's
2: partly to do with the rise of independent publishing, right? Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's only been a really short time span, maybe like the last 15 or 20 years, that yeah. we're moving away from the big-name publishers and wide distribution and starting to open up doors for independent publishing, indie publishing, and mm. uh, you know self-publishing. And that's a whole
3: different kettle of fish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, so I guess... Looking at the, where things really started with self-publishing, um, yeah, I think probably about yeah, 15, 20 years it was a lot harder to do, but mm. with Amazon and other players in the market, um, the rise of the Kindle and the e-book reader and mm. the iPad and all the rest of it um, has really democratised democratized publishing um, in that it's accessible, anyone can get in and, you know, make their book mm. readable and buyable and um findable in on the in line on the sorry on the <laughs> online world so um you know the reality is people are still wanting to see their books in bookstores but that's not the barrier anymore to mm. getting their book published.
2: Yeah, because we live in a worldwide web world, right? Exactly. You know, uh, we've got constant information to anything at our fingertips, consistently. Exactly. And with the Kindle generation too, everything's become a little bit more sustainable, mm. uh, and more mass-produced in a way, you know, uh, because it's more accessible to everyone. Mm. Um, and also, I think in a way that's uh, increased some of the competition to a degree. You know, I mean, mm. used to be a lot easier, sort like genres would just hold the market right um because they are printed and distributed and pumped up and you see them when you walk into paper plus or you know what or what have you and so everyone kind of knows about them mm. whereas now with social media uh and and this ebook generation you've got thousands of publications happening all the time yeah. from all different people it's so hard to keep
3: up Really <laughs> you should is. see my TBR pile, it's massive. <laughs> and that's just in the digital space. It's not mm-hmm. even, you know, books on the floor in my room or anything. This mm-hmm. is My, my um, e-reader is just loaded with hundreds and hundreds of books mm-hmm. that um, I'm dying to read and I just keep adding to it every day. It's, <laughs> it's horrendous. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. There's
2: never enough time in the day for reading, Absolutely. if only. Yeah. <laughs> But that's one of the beauties of independent publishing, right, is that you really have an opportunity to connect directly with with your audience and build a fan following that's really personal, you know, as opposed to the big name sort of unreachable things. You know, now you can really have a personal relationship. And as a publisher yourself, you know, you really get to know the authors that you're working with and engage with their material and, and how they're getting out there and what they want out of it. So it becomes quite a personal experience. Would you agree with that?
3: Definitely. One of the things I love about working as a small press publisher is that I can deal with all my authors on an individual level. Mm. Um, I know their history, I know all their stories that they've written and also what they're planning and how that is all going to work together. Um, it makes it a really organic process as well mm. when we're talking about sort of long-term Building of a following as well mm. because um, I, I give them a lot of advice on how to set up their platforms and, and where to go. You know, social media is such an important aspect of being mm. an author. It doesn't matter how you're published, you really need to be able to be accessible to your fans because they they want to interact with you. They want mm. to ask questions about you know why you've written things the way you've done or what your intentions are for future characters and um they want to know that you're real as an author yeah yeah that
2: you're willing to invest in much in the reader you know as you are in the work that you've created because i mean like any creativity that's a two-way street you know i think a lot of creatives we feel like once we've produced an artwork then our job is done and it's actually, to some degree, it's, it's not. We have to be open to having the communication with the viewer, open to interpretation, because that's the really enjoyable part, mm. seeing how people respond and communicate with things.
3: A lot of people liken writing and publishing to having a child and, mm. you know, putting out that book. You now, that's the birthing process, but mm. it doesn't stop there. You know, you've got to raise that child now. You've got to introduce it to the world and watch it make friends and 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 grow and evolve and so you Support know, it to maturity. Exactly. So you so it can to, live on its own. So you've really gotta be there for the long haul. It's not just oh here's my publication day, yeah. you know, have a party and then move on. That that book is always gonna follow you as your baby grows. And that's
2: part of the beauty of being an independent publisher is because you actually have the capacity to stay along on that journey, you know. whereas I think a lot of you know, big brands, once you've done that initial boost for it, that's it, they're kind of done. you know. The rest is sort of up to just leaving it to what happens from the public, leaving it to the author, mm-hmm. whereas when you're an indie publisher, you're actually getting to watch that process and keep communicating with your mm-hmm. authors about it. Mm-hmm.
3: With the big publishers, it becomes um, very much a financial situation. They're a business like anyone else, mm. um, so they are very much focused on how well is that book going to do? Did mm. it meet expectations? And do we think we can do it again with their second book, mm. whether it's a standalone or in a series? So with small press publishers who are like you know who want to make or who are more willing to make take risks you know we're sort of more in it for the long tail we want to ride that out and see how it goes and that's the same with independent publishing obviously you know if your book doesn't make the big splash on day 1 and you sell thousands of copies in the first year that's okay because your next book and the book after that and the book after that is going to you know continue that journey mm. people are always going to find your older titles as long as you're willing to talk about them and remember that they're there mm. and not just chase after the shiny new thing <laughs> um, Magpie eyes. yes, yes. right <laughs> But that's one of the other things that's really
2: special about Odyssey is that, I mean, although you are a business, absolutely, of course, you know, everyone needs to survive. It's also really about providing voices for authors who might not otherwise get an opportunity. And what I think is really beautiful about what Odyssey looks for is finding those unique stories. You know, your tagline is about a loving adventure, yeah. you know, and all the books that you produce, there's something quite special and and different about each of them. Yeah. There's a really personal, uh a meaningful experience in these books. That's
3: what I really look for. You know, there's lots of um other publishers who are looking for the next best thing, like the next big Harry Potter or the next whatever. Um I'm looking for the stories that don't get told, or the stories that should be told that, you know, no one is seeing you know. Mm-hmm. Um stories about people with disabilities or with you know different life challenges or different perspectives so um, we try to keep things uh, a bit different you know and I really want that to be to be a point of difference that Odyssey is something a place that you can go to find those unique stories that you're not finding elsewhere.
2: But it's also a very broad spectrum I mean you have about 160 titles up. get in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably be a fair bit more <laughs> before too much longer i know yeah. there's quite a few in the works We've at the got minute. A very
3: ambitious publishing schedule yeah. over the next 15 months or so yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's diversity you know i mean yes. you cover books for just about every genre uh pretty much the only thing that's not covered is uh like vampires i think is one of your your no-goes oh, is that right well,
3: actually no there is one title in the mix there that does Ooh. have vampires but it's not the you know it's the Jack the Ripper style, you know, um, Brotherhood of the Dragon by Phil Hall. I don't know if you've seen mm. that one in the list. I've seen the cover. Yeah, it's yeah. not yet made it to the so reading it, it, list. It, it's more of the, the Dracula-style vampire than the Twilight-style vampire. And mm. I think, you know, that's okay. I'm, I'm happy to cross that line occasionally. Mm. But um, there's, there's just so much of it out there. I, like I said, I'm looking for new stories, new ideas. So I think it's been done to death. <laughs> and, I and, resurrected resurrected
2: <laughs> and resurrected. <Yep. laughs> so, keeping your point of difference and um, keeping accessibility are really big things for you. Yep. and So, you started out in Australia. Yes. And uh, you moved to New Zealand how long ago now?
3: Oh, just over three years now. Yeah. Just
2: yeah. three years. So, do you still consider yourself uh, Australian press?
3: Um, to a degree, mostly because the infrastructure is already there. Um, trying to transfer our business and the whole operating system of it into a new country. Um, It'll almost be like starting from scratch. I yeah. don't really want to do it. And my distributor's over there and I've got all these established networks. So it's really quite easy for me just to say, oh, this is ANZ now, as opposed to Ooh, just I an like Australian that. publisher yep. or just a New Zealand publisher where, yeah. you know. <laughs> We're trans-Tasman <laughs> Oh, that's fabulous you trans-Tasman Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Crossing the waters Yes yeah. <laughs> But you have a lot of uh, authors from across the globe Right. It's not just about being Australian published authors and living in Australia meant that you could actually meet them in person and maybe do a little bit more. But we live in a virtual age. So you've got the
3: capacity to reach anywhere in the globe. Exactly. You know, um, all the facilities are there in terms of print on demand and e-books. There's no reason why we're constrained to just the territory that we live in. Mm. Um, So it does make it easy for me to to seek out authors outside of our, our region. I've got authors in the US, the UK, Canada, South Africa, mm. Italy. Uh, I think that's it for the moment. But you know, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm getting I'm getting more and more submissions all the time from yeah. other countries that have not traditionally reached out to an Australian or an ANZ press. Mm. Um, so that's really cool to see too, because I find um, again that diversity those those stories that are uniquely part of their culture Mm. um and being able to share that in our culture Mm. and in our market it it's um again it's that essence of adventure it's that essence of exploration and empathy and understanding other people Mm. and communication right you know i mean all art is a
2: form of communication you know and authors being able to write their story it's a very direct line of communication um, which gives it so much scope. And the other beautiful thing about Odyssey is because you have uh, such a personal relationship, you also build a bit of a network between the authors that you publish You know, so yes. that they've actually got communication with each other, they can support each other, and, and that's really cool. You see a lot of stuff from uh, a number of the authors who will share reviews for each other's books and mm. plug each other on their blogs and in their social media. So it's a real
3: community. It is, know? it is, and... I'm trying to connect as we grow and bring on more and more authors, finding those little pockets where they're kind of co located in the same cities or the same mm. regions so that when events do start happening and they're starting to happen again now and we're returning to that, that they can actually have familiar faces around them when they go to these things and they can buddy up on a table at a at a convention or something or mm. they've got travel partners when they want to go interstate. So, you know, that was something that we did used to do quite a lot of before COVID. Um but the traveling. world changed just a yeah, little bit. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. now we're really putting a lot more emphasis on those online networks and that mm. means that you're no longer constrained by where you live. You're just constrained yeah. by other people's time zones. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's just such a big challenge too, isn't it? <laughs> trying to organise book club meetings and, and things like that, yeah. what we're, like we're doing on Facebook mm. at the moment mm. with our virtual book clubs. Yeah, trying to connect with those overseas authors who are, you know, 12 hours apart and it's like... -hmm. Who wants to stay up until midnight? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Flip a coin, you know. (laughs) It's going to be one of us.
2: Well, we promise it's a really good book. It's worth staying up for midnight. Absolutely. There's a, there's a lot of pros and cons that come from working in a digital field into a um, practical field and trying to find – I mean, I think that's one of the things that's globally been happening, but probably was happening for you for a little bit since you transitioned from Australia to New Zealand as you're shifting some things more onto a, a virtual world and seeing what new fields that open up and what challenges come with it Uh, what do you think one of the most challenging things has been in your journey
3: with Odyssey so far the transition from I mean from digital to or from physical to digital I mean digital's always been a huge aspect of how we get the stories out Mm -hmm. Um, that's not changed at all Um, I suppose again a logistical thing about how do we get books from one place to another when we're doing that internationally that's Mm. that's always a challenge it becomes really expensive and unviable in a lot of cases so looking at other alternatives you know how can we do more locally with local businesses Mm. um, rather than trying to do larger runs of books for example with a, a printer in Sydney and then shipping them over here you know can we split the runs up and how do we make that work and it becomes very much a numbers game and I'm not really big on numbers. (laughs) I'm a words (laughs) person.
2: (laughs) You'd rather be reading or writing. Yes. So you've uh, recently decided that after all your time and mm. publishing, it might be about time for you to have a go. Is that yes, right?
3: My muse has started singing to me. I never thought that would happen. Um, I always thought I'd be a behind the scenes kind of person and and to help people, other people, you know, get their stories out. But for some reason, I just got a spark of an idea, and I just feel like I have to run with it now. Mm-hmm. Exciting! Yes, it's really interesting being on the other side of the table, yeah. <laughs> or I, I will be on the other side of the the editor's desk at some point when I finish this thing. Um, and I think it's going to be a really interesting experiment to to have that experience um, of really understanding what authors go through. Mm. You know, I I, I I hear their stories and their complaints and their um, victories and and everything, um, but until you experience it for yourself, it's it's not quite the same. Mm. And mm. yeah. That's the creative
2: idea. process is yes. unique for everyone
3: and yep. it's daunting and wonderful mm. and terrifying. Oh know. you know, I am the biggest cheerleader of my authors, but mm. now I've got also, I understand what imposter syndrome feels like.
2: <laughs> Again, it's creating those personal connections, yes. yeah. yep. <laughs> which is very special. Yep. So do you have an idea of when you would like to finish your, your personal masterpiece?
3: Oh, geez, I don't know. It's been such a slow process. Um, you know, I conceived of this idea probably over the last summer, so now we're entering a new summer and I haven't actually written very much, but I've done a lot of research and a lot of notes and that's part of the fun part as well, the exploration. Mm. And it always speaks to me is, is learning new things and putting those pieces of the puzzle together. Or the light bulb moments, you know, yeah. when you're finally getting things to connect.
2: You're, oh, 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 oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really magic, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I think in some ways that process can even be more exciting than the actual creating of it, you know.
3: Certainly feeling that way because the writing part is quite daunting. I'll sit mm. down and I'm like, the words just not coming to me. I can <laughs> see everything happening in front of me, but it's not storytelling yet. Mm. Mm. It's picture making. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. so it sounds like it's gestating, and when that floodgate opens, <laughs> yes. <ooh. laughs>
3: So I'm not putting a time frame on this. It's going to happen when it happens.
2: Good on you. And I suppose you've got enough reading to keep you occupied. Absolutely. Editing. Yeah. As I
3: said, we've got a very big schedule for next year, so that's going to keep me very busy. Um, Not to mention submissions. Um, Our our slush pile is just constantly filling up. Um, I don't know where it's all coming from because I'm not actively promoting it. But um, by slush pile, you mean the submissions? The submissions that come come in that anyone anyone can submit. You know, I'm not. having like little windows where it's like, oh, you know, you've got two weeks to get your submission in and then we close it off for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. I like to keep it open all the time and I don't, um, necessarily require people to go through agents. For example, um, it's not necessary to have an agent in this day and age when, um, there are so many cool small presses around that, um, you don't really need an agent to negotiate for you to try Mm -hmm. and, um, to get those deals because we're all looking for great stories. Um, Definitely, I would recommend getting an agent if you're wanting to work with you know some of the bigger publishers mm-hmm. because it's a very different kettle of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, I I like to keep my doors open. Um, I like to try and you know dig around and see where those gems are hiding. What um,
2: what kind of things really excite you when when something drops in this the slush pile submission box? What's something that's going to go? Oh yes, I definitely want to read that. Oh
3: gosh, it's hard. <laughs> Cause there's so many. There's so many. Um, do you mean genre-wise? Or? Or just even like an idea, just some little thing
2: that really yeah. you don't see a lot of perhaps or, you know, that you really, really get excited about authors playing with a particular idea or theme or character or, you know, what's your jam?
3: Oh, <laughs> it, I think it's actually partly the cover letter. When you can really mm. tell when an author is passionate about their own story, mm. you can hear all that. Excitement in their in their words on the page or on the screen, you know, um, they're not being formal and polite, and you know, they're really gushing about, you know, personality that's coming through, the exactly. passion's on fire, you know, and yeah. if, and if I can sense that, if I can feel that an author really loves their characters and their story, and it doesn't matter like where it's gonna fit, we'll make it fit, you mm. know, um, but I, I want to work with people who can display that. Yeah without any kind of holds bar, you know like <laughs> cool yeah so we're
2: running our time i could uh gas bag to you for days there's a million and one things i didn't cover that i would love to but we'll have to have you back so just quickly have you got any um hot recommendations for christmas gifts that you might want to mm. suggest that people go and have a look at
3: that's tough because they're all amazing books in their own way and they all make different you know they would all make great presents for different people you know i think because our our list is so varied mm. um there is something for everyone in there so i just recommend everyone jump on the odyssey website have a look and see what takes your fancy mm. and odyssey of course is on facebook and instagram as well yes. Yeah, and if you have any questions you can get in touch absolutely mm. uh, my dms are always open so you know jump on and, and say hi and mm. Um, Let me know if you've got an idea or if there's a book that you particularly loved. We always love feedback from our readers. Cool. And
2: it's awesome to get some word out there. Kapiti Coast, we have a publisher living amongst us doing amazing things with beautiful words. I've read about six so far of the Odyssey titles and my list is about 50 of what I'd love to get through. There really is absolutely fabulous and it is so exciting. They're so engaging. I can talk for hours about all of them. We're running book club sessions at the minute, which we'll be looking at doing some more of next year. So it'd be great to have more people involved and Michelle's just such an approachable person as you've heard so definitely worth a chat to thank you so much for your time my pleasure it's been really fun
3: talking to you as always
2: cool (laughs) look after yourself thank you Tanya
1: oh you're welcome so hey what what's that website again is it odyssey books you just google odyssey books they should, should get
3: it, um, odysseybooks.com.au. And I am getting an NZ URL to direct to the site as well at some point, but that's where you'll find us at the moment.
1: All right, thanks for that. What are you doing listening to us? Get to odysseybooks.com.au. Get reading. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you. You've been listening to Focus on Arts on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. If you've just tuned in and you think, oh, damn, dash by the blow, I've missed that, don't worry. Go to our website, coastaccessradio.org.nz, go to the list of programs, alphabetical order, go to Focus on Arts, and you'll find the back episodes there. Thanks for listening. Brush
0: up your Shakespeare, stop quoting him now. Brush up your Shakespeare and the women you will wow Just to claim a few lies from Othello And i will think you're a heck of a fella If your blonde won't respond when you flatter her Tell her what pony told Cleopatra. And if still to be shocked she pretends well Just remind her that all's well That ends well Brush up your Shakespeare And they'll all die Shakespeare, stop quoting him now, brush up your Shakespeare, and the women you will wow, if your girl is a Washington Heights dream, treat the kid to a Midsummer's night dream, if she fights when her clothes you are mussing, what a clothespot you do about nothing, if she says your behavior is heinous, kick her right in the Coriolanus, and you're Shakespeare, and they'll all cow, tow And they'll all cow, cow. Thinkst thou? And they'll all cow, cow. I trow. And they'll all.